0: We were like walking down the street And he was on the other side of the street is- of me And then we just kept walking in the same direction I was like well this is awkward like he's following me <laughs> uh, And then All of a sudden we find ourselves on the same Crosswalk Okay. And he goes Jordan Oh <laughs> I'm not kidding We're your besties in your ear Back for another episode of Me Girl Pod Ola!
1: Welcome back to another episode of Mean Girl Pod. Welcome back to another episode of Mean Girl
0: Pod. We are back in the studio. We are back in New York City, baby, with an exciting interview.
1: If this one is, you know, Jordan and I love to talk about sex. I think it's made both of our lives better and our friendship better. Mm-hmm. But. We don't know, we don't actually, all we know is what we experience. We don't actually know anything about what we experience. So today we have a sex therapist on who's like a doctor, 18 years of studying it. She knows everything.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, we all took the sex IQ test and we all scored below a 60. Yeah. Don't you think it's fascinating how sex can bring people so much closer though, but not that many people talk about it? Like just our friendship in general talking about it, I feel like bonded us so much quicker. It did, and and we would
1: always talk about how in college or in high school and things like that, you just didn't talk to people about it, but think about how many things you and your friends all do. Yeah. You know, like, we all drink water. Okay, well, we're all also hardwired to want to have sex, but we're just like, well, we're not going to talk about that. Like, where did that come from?
0: Like, I was even thinking, like, I'll, I'll use this past weekend, for example, because we were just there. I met one of your friends, we'll leave her anonymous just because of what I'm about to say, and... As soon as she talked about how she met her partner and a little bit of the sexual detail, I felt like we were friends all of a sudden, and it was so crazy. Was, as soon as she shared like intimate details about her relationship, I was like, "Did we just become friends?" And she did it so normally. Yes. Okay.
1: I'm okay. What about this? <laughs> you know how when I love, I love that you just brought a. Okay, you brought this up. So we were on a trip this weekend, and yeah, you met one of my friends that mm-hmm. I'm closer with. You know her, but I'm I'm closer with her. Yeah. Yeah. You know how in those scenarios when you're with all girls and you think talking about another person, like putting the other person down, gossiping about like somebody makes you all bond and we always talk about how that's a false sense of bonding. So if the first, we all went to happy hour and if let's say we were talking shit on some random influencer that we all happen to know, mm-hmm. none of us would actually be putting someone down never made you feel taller. We would all walk off from that and you would think that you got closer but the next day you're like, I don't know anything new about them. We're not we didn't actually bond. Mm -hmm. So I love that you just said because she gave these details and the way she talked about meeting her partner was very normal. Yeah. Um and she gave like she talked about how they had sex, blah, 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 and like was just laughing about it. Yeah. And you're right, you probably did feel so much closer because it was like a sense of vulnerability.
0: Well, and I also feel like it's so rare to find I'm being honest, girls that want to actually hear about other girls lives in like a genuine way and I feel like we all did because so many times it's like a competition or like people are catty they're like interrupting but I feel like us four just genuinely wanted to chat and get to know one another. And I automatically was like, wait, cause I knew you and the other one, but this was the first, I I'm, I'm friends with you and the other oh. one, like good friends. But this is the first time I met your friend. And I was like, I just was like, you're, you're one of the girls now. Like I was like, and then she like helped me with like advice later on in the night, which this episode comes out. You guys have already heard about that advice. Um, But I was like, I felt like we could talk about all this stuff. Yeah. And I think it's important. Like,
1: it's almost like a pass of the baton, right? Yeah. So now that we know that, like, okay, let's use Amory, for example, actually. She'll tell me details about her date. That's the intern. She'll tell me, like... D- like uh, you know who that
0: is by now... If you don't know who it is... <laughs> they're not listeners. We hate you.
1: <laughs> um, but she'll, you'll tell me details about her dates that are intimate, or like mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't typically start out with, but she'll be like, well, that's because you talk about it on the podcast. Like, you don't care. And I'm like, why don't we take that same level... And talk to people like that. I feel like there's podcast Alex and then there's like friend Alex. I'm like, why wouldn't I start to bridge that gap? Like, do you know what I mean? Talk about it out there in the world, not just on here.
0: Yeah, because I, so I hung out with a few of my friends and a different new girl. This is not different from what I just talked about with Alex. And I was telling my room and I was like, I feel like when a group of girls get together, if there's like a new one they kind of just assume they're not gonna like that girl I don't know why but that's just the way girls are like if a new girl's coming we're just like eh, we're not gonna like her and when I met this girl I kind of got the vibe I was like I don't think she likes me because I was the new one like she knew my friend and but within the first 15 minutes we started sharing like super funny intimate things and she was like well like who are you dating I was like you don't want to know my dating life it is such a shit show I was like I can't get a guy to save my life blah blah all this stuff and she was like wait you're like normal and like you just shared like something intimate and funny and then all of a sudden I could like tell something switched and I was like if you're just like vulnerable and like open people will be more likely to give that back to you and all of a sudden a friendship will like immerse. Let's talk about the one and only our lovely presented sponsor
1: Pink Whitney. Pink Whitney is a shot brand, which I think we did a really good job exercising this past weekend. Barstool Sports' is only endorsed alcohol brand, Pink Whitney, is the number one flavored vodka. I found a shot machine this weekend where you put oh, the two bottle. Two weekends
0: ago. Two weekends ago. You put the bottle in the top of it, you press dispense, and it comes out. Dude, I saw that, and I was so jealous that I didn't get to use it the day that I was there. But I was pumped that you got to, because I was like, I want to go back to use that. It was unreal. I... That was the first shot we took of the night, actually. Hannah brought shots up for all of us, and we got some Pink Whitney ones. I know. It was the
1: best. <laughs> and now we should tell them about our Pink Whitney tour that we're going on.
0: Are we allowed to talk about we're it? We're allowed to talk about it. Today's the day. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, because actually, we're going to be... Her first stop is in this Thursday. <laughs> That's right. Because the Mean Girls are
1: headed down south for our first ever Southern Summer Tour, presented by the one and only Pink Whitney. We'll be stopping in Dallas, Austin, charleston tampa and nashville and we'll be bringing pink whitney along for the ride so make sure to tell all your friends we're going to post it all over our socials. spread the word as we're ready to take some shots down south
0: and our are we allowed to say our first one is in hoboken on the 13th yeah 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 okay
1: yeah the first one hoboken that this thursday thursday yeah yeah wow <laughs> funny <laughs>
0: i can't believe it's already here we've been looking forward to this the longest time we thought it was in the shore not hoboken and i just found out the other day they're like that's um that's in hoboken i'm like even better we love hoboken i was like
1: Where do, when do we need to leave and you're like i don't know like an hour before and i was like oh cool
0: yay <laughs> well, we're so excited
1: yeah so we'll see you guys there head to your local bar today shoot your shot take a pink whitney shot
0: and now i love her i'm like okay oh, i want to hang out with you all the time i think okay so
1: one of our topics for today was girl energy no no, no. say say what it was alex what was it
0: Girl, a- Amory, Alex, and I are in a room talking about the topics, and Alex is like, We should talk about girl on girl energy. <laughs> and, or, no, sorry, girl on girl. And Amory and I looked at each other, like, Are you coming out? Like, girl, girl on girl? And I was like, Yeah, like girls on girls. <laughs> like, you, Are you? I mean, if you're that's cool if you're if you like girls now, I'm cool with that. <laughs> if you but if you are gonna like girls, can you save it for the episode? To yeah, tell us? <laughs> yeah. it's just so funny. I was like, oh, I, I haven't had, heard Alex say something like this in a long time. Episode
1: title, Girl on Girl featuring Dr. Emily. <laughs> everyone's like which one of them came out on the episode um I think it's so okay so this weekend I was I met Liam one of the producers here's girlfriend Gabby Mm -hmm. and I was like she's beautiful and I was like Gabby you are so beautiful and Liam was like girls man like it's one way or the other and I was like no it is it's either like you you It starts like that and you're like, you're, and it's like a very, you can just tell the kind of energy that's starting or it can, it can be so quickly like, hi, hi. And then you're like, oh, I don't know about her. I don't know. about and it's, I think it's so important if everyone kind of hands out that first like piece of candy to everyone, then you're so, you're like, they'll give me one. I'll give them one because I don't know what that barrier type thing is that can exist. But we all know it. Yes, because if if you meet someone and they're giving you some kind of energy, then you're like, well, shit, that's what I'm dealing with. So then you kind of have to buck up, too.
0: Yeah. And then
1: it's this real bad force back and forth. Or it can be this, like, lovely, collaborative, prosperous, like, so I had the best time with her, like, so much fun. And, and it's the same thing, like, you're saying at the concert, You're like, I want to hang out with her
0: now forever. Yeah, I think we all just come in kind of with, like, a shield of dominance almost, and it's like... Put, put it. I don't even know the right word to think of, but it's, like, put it down and just, like, chill. And, like, if one person puts it down, everyone will put it down. But I think girls all just come into the room with, like, this shield up, like, I'm going to be the more dominant one. It's, like, let your hair down and you're going to have way more fun, I promise you.
1: Yes, and and I think we used to be so quick to be, like, okay, put your shield down until they give you a reason to put it up. But then it's, like, but then don't even... You don't have to put it up. Just, like, walk off. Yeah. Like, then just don't exist with it. And it's, I don't know. I I made for the first time, I feel like I've been so much more, I'm doing this, like, light energy thing. And I feel like I've made more girlfriends because I've just been so much more, like, not intimidated. It's not, like, less intimidated. It's not the word. But just more, like, you know what it is? Sitting in the uncomfortable. Like, telling myself to, like, put, like, sink your heels in. Not that anybody makes you feel uncomfortable because we're talking about, like, really kind conversations. But going the extra mile to, like, sit there longer and be like, okay, tell me more about you. Mm-hmm. And then really, like, caring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're really good about, I feel like, sitting in uncomfortableness. And being like, no, let's get more. Because even when we were in Nashville, like, you, you, like, went to this event. And I was like, I, I remember seeing you at this event. I was like, I am so, what's the word called? Um, like, I wish I could do that oh I don't say proud because I wish I could do that (laughs) um it's not envious because it's not like that but it's like uh I don't know I almost like looked up to I was like I wish I could put myself in an uncomfortable position going to an event where I didn't know anyone Mm -hmm. and like meeting people and I was like you're so from what I could see I was like you're so good at that and I was like I wish I could be more like that but it's like I can I just have to let my hair down I had to get comfortable with myself, though. Like, I didn't used to be able to do
1: that. And honestly, on my way over there, I was like, I don't really have to go. But I met three girls that I really liked and then kept talking to. And it's like we had a lot in common. Yeah. We had mutual friends. And it's like you never know. But I think it has everything to do with that. For that example, I got in the elevator with another girl who I knew was going because we were going to the same floor. We could have stood there silently and neither of us talked to each other. Or I was like, hi, I'm Alex. She was like, me too. And I was like, so we're both named Alex. And then, like, you, that kind of like starts the energy when you go in. And it's like, it was as simple as being in the elevator with her and just start, like, just start talking. Then why not?
0: I love that. I know a few weeks ago, I actually never talked about this on the podcast. I don't know what happened. Weeks have gone by so fast. But I was invited to this event and I've never gone to. I hate to call it like an influencer event but it was and I've never been to one especially alone like that going to places alone terrifies me and I was getting ready for it and I almost didn't go because I was like I don't know anyone there I'm gonna I'm I like was having like a panic attack I got to the event I had no one to talk to and within the first five minutes I was like literally on the verge of leaving so I was like I can't do this I can't do this and then finally I was like Jordan you have to talk to one person and then you can go if, if it doesn't go well I talked to one person they immediately talked back talked to another talked to another and then from that event i met this really cool girl we went on a a girlfriend date and now we like talk regularly and we're friends and i'm like just because i i guess i did do it i did sit in uncomfortable you did you have to stay in it it was like the hardest thing i've ever done in my upper 20s i think we have to
1: become comfortable though also being alone in those scenarios yeah like you have to be like yeah i might just be like chilling by myself for a second but i'll go up to somebody eventually but it's like, well, you don't have to walk in. I think you meet less people if you go with more people.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, because then you're just uh, stuck hip to hip with that person.
1: Yeah. And instead of, like, being like, you have to go up and introduce yourself, I think that's
0: good for people. Yeah. It's like eating alone, too. Mm-hmm. I think that's... Yeah, making friends is never never going to get easier. No. I feel like it's actually harder the older you get. I would agree with that. And you have to be, like, vulnerable and be like, hey, I need more friends. And usually that person will be like, me, too. Let's be
1: friends. And everybody... And I think, too... <laughs> I used to have this idea of what a friend looked like. You know what I mean? Like kind of growing, I grew up in the same spot. So all my friends thought, not thought the same at all, but that, but I just, they were my friends Mm -hmm. and I had, I didn't need any new friends because I had so many of my friends. Yeah. And then when I started moving, I was like, well, I still have my friends, but they're not physically here. So I'm going to have to make some new ones. And then I made all these different types. And then it's like, now I'm so much more open to. Right off the bat, if I meet somebody and they tell me like what they're interested in or what where they live, what they do or something, I'm so much more like anybody can be my friend. Like a friend can come in any shape, size, anything.
0: I love that. Yeah,
1: it's like anybody. I love them all.
0: Do you want to say crazy I heard yesterday? What? I was debating on telling you because I didn't know if you would give me the side eye but i want to say it yay <laughs> it's about astrology and you love astrology. oh yes
1: I haven't I've actually been off of it I need to get on my co-star
0: okay so I was getting a facial yesterday and my facialist is incredible she is like an astrology queen she's uh. the one who's like gotten me like so involved in it okay and she was telling me and no one look at me like I'm a witch or a crazy person or anything like that but she was telling me if you have sex with someone on your period It's like you're doing a blood oath and you're actually more connected to that person. So you shouldn't be having sex with people on your period that, like, you're just fucking around with. I know that sounds so crazy, but I was fascinated. I was like, I have to tell Alex. Well, okay.
1: Hold on. (laughs) I think it takes a lot for a guy to be like, I will power through the blood bath Mm -hmm. and have sex with you if you're just talking. Yeah. Like, I feel like if he's like, oh, I don't care at all that you're on your period. So, I agree with her. Uh, Because I think it feels significantly better for girls to have sex on their period. Yeah. But I think it's really a nice guy to be like, I'm in on the bloodbath. That's like, it is like blood brothers.
0: I know. So, she was saying, she's like, be careful for those men who want to do it because it's like a blood oath.
1: I think it's like a... Sign as well, like a flag. It's a literal red flag. It is the reddest flag of all. If, if in the talking phase, they're like, you know what, I'll do the period. It's like, no, you won't. No, like, pee. Sterile blood's not. My blood is not going in you. Okay, it's not going anywhere around you. Like, I get it. If you're been dating for a long time, you're married, whatever. Yeah, I I think you definitely do that. Yeah.
0: But in the talk, yes, treat it like a blood oath. Dude, just weird things been happening to me lately, like magical things. (laughs) That's not magical. No, this weird thing happened to me today. What happened? So, I've just been like, man, like every every time I see her, I like leave and I'm like, I'm an astrologist and manifestationist, like all these things because she's so like that, yeah. And like, think about like someone like massaging your face and like giving you all this information. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that would that would enter, that would like seep through. So she was talking about manifestation. So I, I was like, I was learning about manifestation more, and I was listening to a podcast about it this morning, and all of a sudden I'm walking to work today and I see this guy walking and I'm like "Ooh, he is so attractive I was like damn like I really want to talk to him and not like talk to him but I was just like thinking about him like very strongly we were like walking down the street and he was on the other side of the street is- of me and then we just kept walking in the same direction I'm like well this is awkward like he's following me <laughs> and then all of a sudden we find ourselves on the same crosswalk okay and he goes Jordan I'm not kidding you. And I'm like, I take my headphones out. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, Jordan. Like, he's like, I love the pod. Like, listen to the clips. Like, let me go pod. And I'm like, I have never had a man that I think is hot. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just manifested this. Did you get his phone number? No, I walked away. I was really scared. What? <laughs> <laughs> I freaked out. <laughs>
1: that's like the opposite of manif- That's like manifestation. And then like, you didn't. Okay, let's roleplay. What would you have said? What do you think I would have said? I don't
0: know. You think I would have walked off? <laughs> no. No. You're stronger than me. <laughs> no, I literally I was like, thank you. That's so sweet. I really appreciate that. Headphones back in. Light weren't, turned on. I ran ahead of him. Like a little bitch. Did he want to talk to you? Like, did you, could you tell? I don't know. <gasps> Alex, I froze. I freaked out. You know I'm not good at this. Well, what would he, th- what if he's listening? Wait, if you're li- do you think he's listening? I mean, if you're well, he says he listens to the clips more. I mean, if he listens, DM me because I thought you were really hot. And he had like he was tall and like he had like a like a casual business on. Will right you on. see it if he DMs you? Um, I don't know his name, but I I would recognize his face. I think he should DM you. I, I think he should DM Amory,
1: and she will for sure see it.
0: Oh, what's it? can we say Amory's last name? Is that illegal? What's her last name?
1: But is aren't you Ames? A M Z S A watch her
0: get all these random people. <laughs> d- <laughs> oh, yeah, we are going to
1: flood you. Do not DM her if you're not the guy yep. on the street.
0: Wait, are you public? Yeah.
1: Oh, shit. She's going to get so many. D- I'm, not, I'm like, she's gonna get so Wait, many d- let's make him work a little harder. I'll tag her in my story within the next three days for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go find her on there. But do not, if you weren't the guy on the crosswalk. <laughs> d- wait, what color? <laughs> do you know what color his shirt was? Don't say it. okay start with the color of your top is the and that's how you know to
0: open it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm.
1: wow that's wow this is exciting but i
0: was just like wow i have to, immediately i was like i have to tell alex wow i just have to learn how to now continue the conversation like yes i don't know how to bridge that gap but i he needed to give you a little i think well to, to his defense i shoved the headphones in real fast man and then this the the white walking man walked came on and i was like um, I'm just gonna. you could even be like do you live around
1: here And then he could give because because I
0: do think it's awkward. Like he listens
1: to your stuff. He knew who you were. Then it's not really the scenario for you to then hit on him. But if he gave you the signs and you were giving him back, then I think he could be like, like you could give him the okay
0: I should have said what's your I should have been like, thank you so much. What's your name?
1: And then he could be like, it's Travis. And then you could be like, okay like, do you live around here? And then you you would know because he could give you like um, I have girlfriend energy yeah like real quick
0: yeah oh I don't think he had a girlfriend he
1: could even see but he I'm, it, but it would be polite if he's like yeah my girlfriend also loves you guys then you would know okay let's shut it down mm-hmm. but if he's like yeah me and all my guy friends do like then you'd know
0: he had a really nice butt
1: okay then I mean <laughs> then we need the man mystery man at the crosswalk on the day
0: on if I if you saw me on June twenty seventh at eleven. 1045 I think it was a.m. on what's the the double crosswalk is that park oh yeah I think that is park yeah that's park around park I won't say what street but around park yeah Amory with your uh, color shirt name at the beginning and name
1: what the 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 shirt color at the beginning Yeah, 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 yeah 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 okay this is very exciting wow what if she gets it And if you have any cute and
0: We got to set the intern up. Always. (laughs) She goes on dates like every other day. But yeah, please. We talked about her spreadsheet on the podcast the other day, right? Yes. She showed me it today. Damn. No, I'm telling you. That girl is doing good. She's doing better than both of us. Well, you're married. She's doing better than me, so. (laughs) She's got the whole
1: thing, spreadsheet and all. It's, It's actually your kind of spreadsheet. It's very type A. I know. And they have...
0: They are, they don't color coordinate, they emoji coordinate it. Which is more fun. Like, I'm fascinated. Speaking, this is a stretch of a bridge
1: here, but speaking of first dates, the one thing I thought, because we just did the interview with Dr. Emily, I found so fascinating was how she talks about communication. Like, the number one way to spice things up is communication around sex, and you asked the question, okay, if you're, like, sleeping with somebody for the first time and you just started, like, talking... Are you just like random, like, would you talk about it beforehand? And I know that's so anxiety-inducing, but then I also think about this very intimate moment. Like, you discuss what kind of food you like to pick a restaurant to eat at on a first date. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's like, do you like Marg's? What, what's your, what kind of food do you like? So you talk about that, and then you go to the restaurant. Sex is, I would say, the most intimate thing we can do between two people, and a lot of times in these moments of, like, the first hookup, you just go into it blindly, not even being like what do you like And I'm like that's so I, I would be afraid to talk about it too but it's like that's such a crazy concept that we're so like it's so awkward for us
0: I know especially because like I'm trying to not do like sex on the first date anymore like wait three to five times so I'm wondering if it will be easier like there's one person that I've gone on a few dates with and we have not been intimate so I'm wondering if it'll be easier to talk about it, like if we do get to that stage.
1: Let's talk about Shady Rays because both of our hair is back today. And is there anything worse in the summer than putting your sunglasses or not being able to put your sunglasses on your head? Because, you know, when you pull them out, it's going to be like hair everywhere. Can you imagine doing that before we record? We have to fix our hair. Um, yeah. And we're going to be getting on boats this summer. We're going to be getting in the water and it's like, can't wear the sunglasses. Nope so if you love your shades but you find them getting caught in your hair very frustrating well look no further because our friends at shady rays designed sunglasses just for you their tangle free aviator is all style and no tangle with their patent pending nose pieces to create and avoid any snags in your hair shady rays tangle free aviators are one of the hottest selling collections right now and they've added even more styles Find out why they have, and this is actually incredible, 200 and over 250,000 five-star reviews. And if you don't love your shades, exchange or return them for free for free within 30 days. No risk finding your next pair of sunglasses. We are obsessed with these. These sunglasses are their best-selling collection and sell out often. But today, exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is offering 30% off their Tangle Free Aviators and more. Head to ShadyRays.com slash Tangle Free with code mean Girl. But I also am, like, scared, shitless of that. Yeah, to be like... when um, I mean I, I was just about to even give an example of how to begin to get into it, and I just...
0: <laughs> what? I mean, it's hard. I don't... I, I couldn't even tell you, like... Like I said, the last... I mean, we were, I don't want to repeat what I said on the pod... Or with Emily. Um, But yeah, like, the only time I've ever really communicated was when it was a, th- a long-distance relationship, because you have to.
1: Yeah, you kind of start those naturally. Yeah. But to be like... I don't even know how you would start it. Anyways,
0: can I ask you a question?
1: Wait, is that how you're going to start it? With him? Like, is that an example or you want to ask me one? No,
0: I actually have a question for you. Oh, I, I need advice. I
1: thought you were going to say to the guy, can I ask you a question? Oh, no. I thought you were going to start it and I was like, okay. I was like, I feel
0: like we should probably <laughs> scurry away from this. I mean, you're going to have to talk to him about it, but okay. Well, I have, I, have um, I need advice from you. Okay. Okay, so in your opinion, when do you think it's appropriate for uh a girl to to plan the date like after how many dates like if a guy plans first date when do you think it's okay for a girl to start planning dates okay I think three dates the guy plans because that's like that's a little
1: court courting moment and then I think date four I think there's no right answer to this but okay. I would love to see like a date four he's like hi I want to see you mm-hmm. and you're like wait can I play in this one like I've been having so much fun with you can I play in this one oh. I think that's cute okay. why
0: well you over, are you trying to play plan date number two I plan date number three Okay, okay. But he asked me on date number three. Yeah, wait, what's the scenario? Okay, so it's the 5.30 a.m. guy. Yeah, 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 the guy. So he doesn't live in the state of New York yet. Okay. He will be, by the time this episode comes out, he will be living here. But he asked me on the third date, and we were just, like, talking about things, and I was kind of like, you know what? Let me show you a good time in New York City, because you don't live here. I love that. Okay. No, I think that's completely fine. I don't think it... I think the problem would be
1: date two or three. If you were like, hi, I want to take you on a date. Like he'd be like, well, hold on. But I think it's cute if he's like, I want to see you again. And you're like, okay, this is my, you're moving here. Let me
0: plan it. You, You would love the date that I have planned. I like, I haven't planned something in so long and it was, it was really fun. Like I just like went full force and I was like, be ready by this time. We're going to these specific places. I was like, I got the whole thing planned. I'm pumped.
1: I think another really good pro here too, when you plan a date for somebody friend or, um, romantic interest, you learn a lot about how somebody likes to have something planned for them. So I would imagine you've told him what time to be ready, what to wear. And then there's like an itinerary and it's a very type a date. Yes. He should take that guys. If you're listening, you should take how she plans a date and say, she probably likes a date planned like that for her. Yeah. And he can learn a lot about you through the way you plan it.
0: Well, I did say my love language is a well planned event. And he was he literally was like no, like noted. Like he was like, Okay, so you love like trying new restaurants and you love well planned dates, noted like winky face. And I was like, You better you better note that. Yeah, don't I just don't want him to take that lightly. He's that I don't note. Think, I don't think he will. He's like it really impressed me. Okay, good because he can he can
1: yeah and and then the way he plans your dates you can learn about him yeah and I think that's like that's the pro of the girl planning the date finally but no I think in this scenario it's totally fine that he planned it now who pays I would love to see him still pay same I know and I know that this one will
0: I think so too I'm not too worried about it I mean I'll, I we're going to a few places so I'm more than happy to pay like the other ones but like the first one would be really cool
1: he's not going to let you pay for any of them <laughs> do not he's not going to
0: <laughs> but um. I probably will pay for the Uber because we lit, we're, we're neighbors, so I'll just be like, I'm not gonna tell you where we're going, so I'll have to plan, I'll have to pay.
1: I'm okay if you pick him up in the Uber yeah. on your way, and it, that that's fun. Yeah. But then I I just from what I know about this one, he's paying for it all, and mm-hmm. I love that even more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Wait, do you pay on it for any of your dates that you're going on? No. Okay. <laughs> she has
0: higher standards than all of us combined. <laughs> <laughs> like this. Girl probably takes no shit from anyone. And when I say this girl, I mean Amory the intern. <laughs> <laughs> By that I mean she's like, No, I haven't paid for one thing yet. So Alex is having her 30th birthday party in she's having two, but one in New York tomorrow. And Amory's like, I invited a few well, of the guys. Well, two a week ago. Oh, a week ago now. Oh, two weeks ago this comes out. This is July tenth yeah. today. A few weeks ago, Alex had her thirtieth birthday. And <laughs> I am currently thirty. <laughs> oh, when this episode comes out, I've already got on that date. Oh, snap because i'm going on the date Mm. in a few days oh that will be interesting to know if you pay or not (laughs) go to the i'm not gonna say the date but yeah i'll I'll, um i'll give you guys an update on july the next monday okay next week i'll give you guys an update but for alex's 30th amory's like i'm i'm gonna bring some of my boys that she's going on dates with she's bringing three of them and i'm like so interested to see how she interacts with them because i honestly feel like she'll teach me so much (laughs) <laughs> She's very deep. She doesn't want like a boyfriend.
1: Like, I feel like you're are these friends or do you like like these guys? You like one of them. You like one of them. She, likes the one of them. Two, so she said she likes one of them. The other two not so much. I I just love wow. the fact that she had zero qualms just inviting them all three and I we're know. just gonna be there that with them. Like drunk <laughs> Drunken words, sober thoughts. Put them all three in the <laughs> same spot. Drunk. I mean, I can't wait to meet them all.
0: I'm uh, no, be. I feel like she's going to teach me how to keep, not put all my eggs in one basket and how to play it cool. Hard to put all the eggs in one basket when there's three there. <laughs> if someone can teach me how to play it cool when, when drink, drinking's involved, I'll win an Emmy, Oscar, Grammy.
1: Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh gosh. Okay, wait. Well, before we go into the interview, since you already went on the date, could you just tell us the date? Oh, I yeah. guess you can technically,
0: so, um, is it weird if I say like what we what we did no, right oh i, I, I he would know Tim, yeah, yeah, okay, you yeah, don't tell us okay, I'll tell you the after, yeah i actually i should tell you because i can get your guys's approval because i hope it's a good date i'm sure it's fabulous but yes i li- i was in between two places like two parts of new york that i want two different types of dates and i just texted him and i was like he's gonna know i was like the guy that doesn't live in new york you mean that you went out until 5 30 with and then he asked you
1: to plan date number three i don't know if he's gonna know it's him but yeah don't
0: worry he doesn't <laughs> listen to the pod <laughs> and tell us the date so he i, I texted him so i was in between this place called dime square have you heard of Dime Square? No, <laughs> Don't, do, you, uh, do you know? Okay, Dime Square is like the the deep part of Lower East Side. It has like very cool like Mediterranean restaurants. <laughs> training shut, shut up! It's not Times Square. It's Dime Square. Well, it's funny that it's called Dime Square. <laughs> no, when my friend texts me I go. Autocorrect? she's Die. like no bitch this is a place dime square okay this is funny no no i was like haha and then i looked i was like wait these are like really sick you would love it. it's like all like oysters and seafood and mediterranean food oh that's cool yeah and it's kind of like not a lot of people know about it so it's like a vibe okay i love that so i was in between dime square and then um seaport by like by the water so i like text him. and i was like pick d or s and oh like out of the blue and he was like s and i was like Thank God. i like s because you, you've been there you need to be familiar that, when you're leading the date. That's what my Dime Square friend said. She goes, you probably shouldn't take him to a place you've never been. At. I was like, that's a really good idea. You
1: would have to go to Dime Square. Yeah. I can't
0: with the names <laughs> so, Who named it? So I'm taking him to a restaurant by the water to have like oysters and uh, seafood because he loves that. And then we're going to go to like this really sick hotel bar that I've been on like a friend date at. And I was like, oh my God, this is so beautiful. Afterwards. What's the bar? called the beak the Beekman Thompson hotel okay you should go you would absolutely love it okay yeah you should take Aunt amory for being such a good such I a sh- good girl I should we do, yeah we'll do we'll do. <laughs> she's like yeah you should take me there it's like the it's like the architecture is so beautiful <gasps> like you can see the staircases go all the way up and like it's very intimate and there's hot people everywhere oh, wow. hot men every hot men everywhere It's smart of you to go on a date there oh shit yeah no that is mm. smart of you to go on a date no there no women yeah that's good like mm-hmm um but that's what I, that's what we're doing
1: okay that's a very cute date well I can't wait to hear next week how it goes
0: <laughs> scary yeah remind me to tell you
1: I will I hope he's definitely paying for everything
0: I I have this is I've not I have no doubts in my head with this one he's a good he's a good egg yeah he does seem he seems like it yeah
1: all right well let's get into Dr. Emily
0: are we gonna intro her yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> you guys know who she is right <laughs> All right, enjoy. This was a fun interview, though. That I I feel like I can take a lot from this interview, and I'm excited to apply it to my, my honestly, my sex life. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> take right. it away. Okay. <laughs> Doctor Emily is a sex therapist, pissed, <laughs> an <laughs> author, and a media personality. It's sex with Emily everywhere. She's got a podcast that she's had for a very long time. She's got a website, which the articles on it are incredible. She wrote the book that came out that you should, everyone should run and get this book. She's got the yes, no, maybe questionnaire. She's on every platform, Instagram, all of it. I mean, she is probably the sex therapist of every generation.
0: Yeah. And she has a new book out called Sex IQ, which Alex and I have read and it was fabulous. So we're really excited to have her on the pod. And she's just chock full of it. She really normalizes the conversation around
1: sex. So Mm -hmm. that's what we do in this episode. So without further ado, welcome to the episode. Time to talk about No Days Wasted. Okay, Jordan and I are obsessed with No Days Wasted because what's better than going out and being like, I can feel good the next day just by popping these pills. It's on a powder, little packets that we put in our purse, and it makes all the difference the next day.
0: Nothing feels better than that.
1: Nothing feels better than that. Summer is in full swing and No Days Wasted is here to help bounce back after a night out celebrating DHM Detox is the ultimate vitamin for when you celebrate. It helps break down the toxins that make you feel awful. A lot of us think that it's hydration, but it's only 20% hydration, and the rest is the toxins that enter your body. This helps eliminate that, which is huge. They use research science to make this product happen, and this is magical. Imagine this, a few drinks in the evening, you're having a great time, and the next morning you wake up feeling normal. Just take two capsules after your first couple drinks, and it goes right to work. Double up and take another packet if you're having a big night out, and it's so easy to take the packets as opposed to having to put a supplement in your drink. Forget the brain fog and that gross next-day feeling. Um, we took it in Nashville, and it made a huge difference. Yeah. No days wasted is available, and we handed it out in Nashville. No days wasted is available on GoPuff. Delivery to a party, or the bar, or your house in 20 minutes or less. Just search "no days wasted" on GoPuff. DHM Detox is a risk-free purchase, so if you don't love it, they'll refund you on your first 10 pack box. So give it a shot; it's a no-brainer. Check out their recovery bundles for the best recovery experience with DHM Detox and their hydration replenisher. We've got you guys twenty percent off your order and free shipping in the U.S. Just head over to no days wasted. co slash mean girl and use promo code mean girl at checkout. That's no days wasted. co slash mean girl for twenty percent off your first order. Enjoy.
2: Hi, so good to be here. Thanks for having me. We okay, so Jordan and I are so guys, we have to be yeah, just tell them we, we, have to be we transparent.
1: We, we just restarted. So we had gone seven minutes, but as technical difficulties happen, we're like restarting. And I was gonna try and fake re-saying. And I am gonna
0: resay it, but just know it's the second time I've said it. Um I know Alex was like, wow, we have no technical difficulties, and all of a sudden seven minutes and we're like um, um, we're so sorry. We have to restart the pod. <laughs> we didn't get any of that. Um, but that's okay. It makes I feel like it makes everything just more fun and flow easier. Yes. Well,
1: now we know each other, and yes. um, we know the answer <laughs> to one question, which is good. But we were, in short, Mean Girl Pod loves talking about sex, relationships, taboo topics. Yes. The only difference is Jordan and I, you know, don't know anything about those topics, so we're so excited to have Dr. Emily here <laughs> because she specializes in it. We've been listening to the podcast, reading the book, reading the website, full dive on Instagram. We feel very well versed. And I think our main takeaway is, and we think the listeners' main takeaway will be that you make us all feel so normal um, and you really normalize the whole conversation around sex. So we're excited to dive into the talk.
0: Yes. And out of, I feel like our listeners will agree that out of all the questions we get, they're always saying, we're so happy you talk about these taboo topics around sex. Like, no one talks about it. You make me feel more open to talk about it with my partner and my friends. And this is what our whole conversation, I think, with Dr. Emily is going to be about, just making the conversation so much mm-hmm. easier. So we're so excited to have you. And we're going to dive into better ways to have sex and how to communicate with your partner. And it's just going to be a fun conversation. Do you want to start with one we haven't done yet now? You... That's a good idea, actually. Like, let's
1: let's mix it up because Jordan's okay. favorite thing is, and we're going through topics, she's like, the orgasms. There's three types. There's three types of orgasms.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So let's go there. Out of all the articles that I was reading. So I've been listening to your podcast on repeat, list, reading your articles. And something I was so fascinated by was the different types of orgasms we could have. Because I think as people were like, oh, you can have an organ like a clitoral orgasm a g-spot orgasm i don't even really know what those mean i actually don't know what those mean at all and then i was reading more and there's like a a spot and a cervical and i was like we should talk about this because we always bring up different orgasms but i don't think anyone really even knows what an orgasm is or how they're getting it in that moment
2: yes oh my god um let's talk about it okay (laughs) So I love it. Let's jump right into orgasms without the foreplay because to be honest, orgasms are probably the most popular topic in the 18 years I've been doing sex with Emily and I've done thousands of podcasts and now my new book, Smart Sex, and there's a whole chapter about orgasms. It's always the most popular topic. So I say, so, okay. So first let's talk about orgasms. And the thing is, so the first thing is there's the clitoral orgasm. Should we just start there? The clitoral orgasm, because we're talking about women's orgasms right now, right? Yeah because we know guys have a penis orgasm or they have a prostate orgasm, but for women, the amazing thing is we have all these incredible body parts that are really just primed for pleasure, but a lot of us don't even know how to have them or what they are. So the clitoral orgasm stems from our clitoris, which is the external part, which which is the external and internal. So a lot of people know what the clitoris is. It's like the little bud on the top of a vaginal opening. However, it extends behind the clitoris, extends behind the labia internally. So there's like the clitoral head. I wish I had my vulva puppet. I wonder if my is here, she could bring it to me, but there's the clitoris and then behind it, there's like the clitoris has legs, right? And those legs extend inside and the clitoris has 12,000 nerve endings. So having clitoral orgasm is the one that's really the most common for, for a lot of women who are like, I know that I've had one or maybe when I was younger, I was like riding a bike or I was rubbing up against the bed or I was in the shower. Like that's the cl- orgasm that we, most of us have. Then there is the internal orgasm and some people call it the G spot. I call it the G area. I believe it's more like internal clitoral nerves that are being stimulated. And that one comes, it, it's helpful to have a clitor- And you guys stop me at any time. If I'm, right? Losing your hair fights a lot, but like the internal. So I believe that they are just a clitoral network and they're all connected. So if we have a clitoral orgasm first, it's a lot easier to have other kinds of orgasms because orgasms are all about blood flow. So you have an orgasm and your blood starts flowing down there, all these nerve endings. And then when you go inside and you look for your G area, which you put a little finger, or put a finger inside you, or a vibrator, and you go in about, and in, two inches inside towards your belly button. You're gonna feel like a raised area. Maybe it's a little rough, like a, like it feels like a peach pit. And that area, if you apply pressure to it, is the G area, and that's where also you can have some more, another orgasm, another kind of orgasm. So a lot of times those orgasms are blended, where you have a blended clitoral g-spot orgasm at the same time so that's another way to do it it helps
0: quick yes please i'll I'll use a man and a woman having sex can you have a clitoral and a g-spot orgasm from having like penetrative sex or is that a can you really not have a clitoral orgasm from penetrative sex that's a great question
2: so And I'm glad you brought it up because, you know, just so you know that the majority of women do not have orgasms from penetrative sex. Only 20% We need to say that again.
0: We need to say that again. People need to know that.
2: Yes. Only 20% of women are going to have an orgasm from penetrative sex. I want to buy a billboard. You should. That says that and put it in every city, right? Because every time I tell... A woman that, in fact, I started my career because I really thought I was broken. I thought something was wrong with me, that I was the only person that wasn't having an orgasm that way. So it's important for us to know this. How we have our orgasms are from our clitoris, typically, or clitoris being aroused. So when we do have an orgasm from penetration, I want to normalize the fact that a lot of times it's because Like if we're on top, a lot of women are having orgasms, we're on top of our partner and then we're grinding, right? We're grinding and moving back and forth. Essentially that's a clitoral orgasm because you are grinding on top of your partner. So the big myth comes in when we think that penetrative sex, so penis goes into vagina is what's turning us on. But if you look at this, and this is the, this is the, the vagina, it's the, penis is just going deep inside which feels good to the penis because it's a dark tight area but it's not hitting any of our hot spots so it's usually a clitoral orgasm that we're actually having from grinding because if this is our clitoris um let me text my producer and see if she could bring my vulva puppet inside because if we're on video that's going to be like yeah, so easier. watch on let youtube just...
1: i can't wait for the vulva puppet
2: we're doing we're showing examples so go on youtube hold that i'm going to show you guys examples here but now i'm on airplane mode and let me ask her so um because like the thing is there's just all this but there's are ways to have him. um possible to bring in yeah my... i always
0: thought something was wrong with me too because And a lot of my friends too are like we're not having orgasms we're having i mean we are with our vibrators but we're not with a man and so many of my friends still to this day haven't had one from a guy and they're like what is wrong with me i'm like there's nothing wrong with you i promise right yeah
2: there's nothing wrong with you you just have to learn that it's going to take clitoral stimulation it's going to take foreplay it might take a really great oral sex It might take a vibrator. It might take fingers. I mean, the the majority of women are going to orgasm from fingers and mouths and toys, not from a penis. So when we do with a penis, it's because we're using the penis to stimulate ourselves. It's not because the penis – even when I talked about the A-spot, which is the anterior fornix, which is a little bit more advanced – all of these internal spots, and I don't even want to get caught up on that now. And I hope that people buy my book, Smart Sex, because I literally have a chapter that lays out every single orgasm. But I don't want people to get worried about like a spot, other spots, because I really want to focus on the spots that are more, that we're, where we're more likely to have orgasms. And that's our clitoris and our G-spot, which literally, like I said, is inter- is two inches inside. It is two inches inside of your body. So again, the penis, like unless you're doing different positions, which I also talk about in the book. I've got some great chapters on like positions that maximize our ability to have orgasms. But they also, again, all come from the clitoris being highly stimulated.
1: Do these, do these makes- types of orgasms feel different or do they all just feel like an orgasm?
2: Well, a clitoral orgasm feels a little bit more surface, maybe, and not in like a less superior way, but it's more like a, a tingy, easier to have uh, orgasm that feels great. But when you have a blended orgasm or an internal orgasm, it can feel a lot more full bodied. Like maybe you feel it come up from your toes up through your entire body. It's just more blended and can be more intense but they're all frigging good. And if you can have a clitoral orgasm, you can have an internal orgasm. The reason why most of us just have these orgasms because we haven't tried. And for me, my most su- successful orgasm experiences came from masturbation and me like getting serious about it and realizing that, like, I need to figure out what makes me feel good, know my body, to have my first blended or G-spot orgasm, I use toys. And then I knew when I was with a partner, I used toys with partners all the time, but I also was able to like move my body in the way that I knew how to please myself.
0: So I think the biggest takeaway I got from that was that men, I mean, women should be communicating this with their partner, but men should realize that their penis isn't going to be the main thing that gives women orgasms and that's okay. That's not a problem. That doesn't have to a reflection of them at all and they need to learn with their partner how to use their mouth, their hands and toys. But I know a lot of people are uncomfortable sometimes using toys or maybe having oral sex or, or fingers and all of that. So like, how can people communicate better with their partners to start that conversation, especially with toys? Because I know, I mean, from my friends, like that is the one area that none of us really have dived into with our partners
2: yeah no it's a really great question and so i think i want and i want to normalize that like we said at the beginning like mostly what i do is i make people feel okay i make them feel normal i make them understand that that it's okay that you haven't talked about sex so that you feel weird about toys so a great thing to do about the toy conversation because i do think once we get more comfortable with toys like we're all going to have them in the bedroom i hope so so because that's how we're going to orgasm and there's no shame in that and i think that like a lot of people with penises men i call them penis owners on my show but men feel men feel like it's going to replace me or it's inferior. But what we're saying here is, first off, the majority of vibrators don't even look like a penis that we like, right? They look like a, they're like handheld, smaller than our phone. They like hold them in our hands and they're like just a little vibrators that goes like externally because we have so many nerve writings that feel great. But I think the conversation using my three T's of communication is a great way to have any awkward conversation or really any conversation about sex. And that is timing, tone and turf. And the timing is when you are not halt. I like to say, hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. You're in a good space. We all know when that is. You're like, I'm ready to hang out with my partner. I want to have a great night with them. We're about to go on date night. Like, it's just not when you're like in a fight or you're angry about something else. And I'm just going to lob on the fact that you've also never cared about my orgasm. Like, that's not going to work. And then the tone is curious and compassionate and open. You're ready to listen. You're ready to be supportive. You are not saying, how come you never go down on me? Why don't we ever have sex anymore? Our sex life sucks. Like that's just not the tone. That's not collaborative. And then the the turf is outside the bedroom. Now this surprises a lot of people because they think, well, we're already in the bedroom. We're already naked. I'm having a problem. It's top of mind. Let me bring it up. But the thing that happens is when we bring it into the bedroom is that we're already in a heightened state of arousal. We've got all those feel-good hormones raging through our body. Maybe there's erections going on. And then you're like, what? You want to talk right now? Like I'm in my body. And we're just, we're not able to hear things and process things. So the best way to do it is when you're outside the bedroom, you're on a road trip, you're going for a walk because it's still intimate, but you don't necessarily have to make eye contact. And then you might say to your partner, Hey, I realized that we've never talked about our sex life in a way that could really be helpful for us. And I would, I hope you'd agree that we want to be great lovers to each other. So let's figure out how to talk about sex in a way that's going to work for both of us. And you could even say, this is really awkward for me, you know, because vulnerability breeds intimacy, breeds comfort, breeds better sex. So to be like, I know this, and I was actually really nervous to bring this up to you. I got inspired by sex with Emily and Mean Girl. We were listening to the podcast. And they said that most couples don't talk about it, but I don't wanna be that, that couple because i found the more couples who talk about sex have better sex. So would you be open to it? And then remember that this is an ongoing conversation. It's not a one-time thing, but it's just finding out like, does my partner have a growth mindset around sex? Because I also understand that your partner might be like, what are you talking about? Am I a bad lover? Why? Like we get so fearful when our partners bring up sex. So I also want to normalize that this is not common. Most people don't do this. This is my mission is to get most people to talk about it. Because I promise you all, I'm not trying to get you into some like trap here. It works. If your sex becomes better, you realize it like, let's just talk about everything that we want to do together and make it hot and what works and what doesn't work. So those are some of my tips there and my places to start. I think the best thing that you said is because
1: it's so hard to start the conversation. But to you said this earlier, but blame you. So be, like if you're talking to your partner, like, oh, my gosh. OK, today they were talking to Dr. Emily on and Girl Pod. And I had no idea we should have this conversation outside the bedroom because what you said earlier was you're in a heightened state of arousal, which is like having a conversation when you're drunk. Which hit me like yes. I've never even I didn't even know that because all sometimes you say things when you're drunk, also when you're having sex and you're like, I would never really say that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's exactly it. Like this is just not a safe zone, right? You wouldn't say it. like sometimes you say I love you and you don't mean it when you're having yeah. sex. You're fighting, right? Yeah. Whatever. So yes, exactly. It. I'm glad that that resonated. It's a true.
0: question for you. So, I guess it's kind of like a two part question. For somebody who, like, I'm single and now, and I, I'm not, I don't have, I'm not dating anyone, so I'm not being intimate with anyone. So I'm trying to think, I'm like, the next person I'm going to be intimate with, I'm like, do I have this conversation before we have sex and how? And then I'm also thinking of the people who have been married for 20 years. Maybe they've never even spoken about sex and how do they all of a sudden just bring it up? Like, just, do you have any good communication, like, little tips? I guess more so maybe for, like, the single people first, because yeah. I would assume it's yes. probably a good idea to talk about it before you even start having sex with somebody, but I don't even know how. Absolutely. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. To
2: be honest Yeah, I with know. You. It kind of is. Well, that's the world that, yeah, that's where I, where I that's the world that um, I would love to see again that everyone's talking about it because, yeah, it, but it's, but you'd be surprised or maybe not that people, you think you just said that people married for 10, 15, 20 years don't talk about sex either. So it's hard for everybody. Let me normalize that. But then when you're dating, I think, I think even before you have sex, just say like, "Are you comfortable talking about sex?" I'm would lo- I've made it an intention that in my next relationship, I'm going to start to talk about sex in a really real way because I've never done it. I want to make sure that's something you'd be comfortable with. Like, and then you could say like, "Are there things you're into? Do you do you what do you like about sex? What if what's your sex like?" But in the past, if you're comfortable hearing, you don't know, your names or positions that they did, but like, what's been your experience talking about sex? And I just want to tell you that most of you probably haven't done it in the way that I believe that we, in the way that I teach, like I teach, just, you talk about it, what happened, what feels good, what our turn ons are, what our turn offs are. I have a lot of tools at sexfamily.com, and in my new book, smart sex, that really like my whole communication chapter in smart sex is little scripts and games and suggestions on how to talk about it to make it easier because it's, it's just so hard for us. So I literally have to put the words in people's mouths about how to talk about it. But I think when you're single, it's just first sussing this person out. If they're like, no, I would never talk about sex because here's another belief. If you talk about sex, it takes the magic out of it and it means that we're not having good sex. That is what many people believe. But here's the counter to that. First off, they say that because they've never heard anyone talk about it. And there is this notion that sex is sort of this mystery thing, this mystery act that we're just going to leave into the cosmos and we're just going to kind of hope for the best and close our eyes in the dark and figure out what's going to make it better. Because we don't talk about it, we like, like we, the honeymoon phase, like maybe early on, it is really great. But there's this area where we just let it leave, go to die because we don't, we just assume it should be magic. But I want to dispel that myth that it really, doesn't work out that way, that we, the people that have the best sex talk about it. They normalize it. They figure out what positions feel good. You know, and my book is about sex IQ, which is sexual intelligence and sexual intelligence is all about knowing your body, knowing what feels good to you, knowing how to be a good communicator, knowing how to have more confidence in the bedroom. Like that's what sexual intelligence is. It's a bunch of things. And so it's a bunch of different pillars of sexual intelligence that are all important. So Just finding out if somebody has a growth mindset around sex. If they're like, no, I can't believe you're bringing it up. It's not what I believe in. And they don't budge. Well, maybe then you know that that's not your person. You're like, okay, this person isn't open to it. You know, so just see how they respond to it. That's a great way to start. That's actually so valid.
0: Like the, it's kind of like a love language. Like if they can't communicate about sex the same way as you, they might not be a good fit for you.
1: Well, I bet a lot more, I bet if you did start by talking to them about it, I can think of a ton of guys that I know that probably don't talk about it all the time, but would love it if a girl, like they're very open to it. They just don't know how to start. So they'd be like, yeah, I'm in.
0: Yeah. I did date this one guy a while back and he was the only guy I've ever openly talked about sex with before we had sex, but we were doing long distance and it actually did change our sex lives for the better but that was just i got lucky because we were long distance we had time to talk about it versus other people you just kind of you don't really plan when you're gonna have sex but i will say like that did teach me that open communication helps a ton of knowing that he was open about it made me more comfortable to try new things with him so like that was a very good example yeah. in my life
2: that's a great example that's so that's then that, that's exactly what you want and i think that you're gonna find that with the right partners they're gonna be like let's just talk about it and then it becomes fun and then you like build on it and then you learn what feels good and then after they're like how was that last night did you like that you know and it, it, then it's just not weird anymore and then you we all get more pleasure that way
1: can you, know? you explain yeah. to us this the breathing exercises the, 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 the intimacy and like one the lap thing i thought that was really cool
2: yeah, of course. So in the book, I talk about embodiment, I think it's in the embodiment chapter, or it's about about the sex IQ pillar by embodiment or tantric breathing. And so I think well, yeah, so breath is a huge, a huge um, tool, another tool that we have in our toolkit when we're trying to have more orgasms, be more present with a partner and be more connected. And so what I love about breathing is first of all a lot of us hold our breath during sex and we sort of get like nervous or we don't realize it that we're just not breathing but the more that we breathe we're actually moving sexual energy through our body so not to sound too like woo woo to people but really sex is energy and it's a feeling so even if you just breathe in deep and you practice breathing on your own like take a big deep breath into like six counts and then you breathe out for six counts. It's good to have a longer, maybe even a seven count exhale, have your exhale be a little bit longer. And then at the bottom of that, you do a kegel. Now a kegel is the pee stopping muscles that we use to stop and start the flow of urine, but those also are orgasm muscles. Those are the muscles that are responsible for orgasm. So if you kind of squeeze those muscles when you're breathing, that's gonna help to wake up our sexual energy, it's gonna help connect us to our bodies, could help us have more orgasms. So that's part of breathing during sex. The other part is that like breathing with a partner, like so if you want like a little Tantra 101, people make tantric sex very complicated. They think it's like this whole process. But the main tenets of it are just like looking to your partner's eyes breathing together, like this deep breathing that I'm talking about. Maybe you're even like, I think you're talking about the set, position where your partner's sitting on the floor, cross-legged, and then you wrap your legs around their back and you sit on their lap. And in that position, you have your arms around each other, you're making eye contact, and then you just slowly start to breathe. And you might find out that through making the eye contact, you, your breath actually syncs up. And if it doesn't, you'll start to just realize that like you can start to breathe in and breathe out together. And that whole process is a really great way of being connected to your partner, being more intentional about sex, being more conscious, being more connected. And you can do that with a partner and you could do that with someone you just started dating, but you know, they have to be open to eye contact and intimacy. But really it's a it's a really beautiful way to be to be intimate, and connected. And to also feel more connected to our bodies and more would present. Would this
0: help? Because a lot of people DM just and they're like, I'm in my head when I have sex. I feel like I can't have an orgasm because I'm always in my head. Would this be a really good tool to do to really get out of your head for if you're a male or a female? Yeah,
2: yeah this would be an excellent tool to get in and out of your I, I love this, this tool for that because a lot of us are distracted. I get asked that question all the time about why I'm so distracted. I can't have an orgasm. But it is true. Like our brain is the largest sex organ. If our brain is focused on why I can't have an orgasm, how my body looks right now, what the, the laundry, or like someone's going to walk in, my roommate's going to hear me. It's really hard to focus. So if you can just focus on your breath, if whenever you notice that your thoughts are wandering and you can just focus on breathing and being present, your breath anchors you in the present moment. So I try to remember to breathe so I can focus with my partner. Um, I also think about my five senses. That's another way that I can be really focused during sex is when I find my mind wandering, I think it's about the five senses. And I think about, okay, my mind's wandering, I'm distracted. And I think like, what am I seeing? Okay, I'm looking at my partner's really hot body. What am I hearing? I'm hearing the playlist. What am I smelling? I'm smelling this beautiful candle. Time to talk about
1: Zola. Because when you're getting married, it's not just about the big day. It's about all the days along the way. And Zola is here for all of them. Zola offers one place to plan everything instead of multiple apps and companies, pre-vetted venues and vendors so you knew when you were in safe hands. Stunning, customizable, save-the-dates, invites, and paper for the ceremony – all matching and with designs for every style to create a coherent, beautiful look for your whole entire wedding. A free wedding website for guests to RSVP and shop your registry, which the registry is the best part because you just magically get all these gifts that you wanted, as well as get all the details all in one place. A registry filled with everything you want, zero fee cash funds. That's that's like, oh, it includes zero fee cash, funds, which is very cool because I've seen a lot more people doing that. Um, oh, yeah. like honeymoon fund or something like that. So think about the small time-consuming tasks you've encountered planning a wedding and how Zola can take all of those, put them in one spot and make them so easy. Finding guest address, keeping track of RSVPs, et cetera. My brother is currently engaged and he's using Zola because he was like, I need everything in one spot. And I was like, I know just the place to do it. So start planning today at Zola.com. That's z-o-l-a.com. Enjoy happy wedding planning. And remember this should be a very fun, stress-free time. Okay, so the first one we want to ask you about, because we, we used to talk about this a lot, is your thoughts on porn. And we're just going to give you the overarching. We're going to give you that ball. <laughs>
2: okay. All right, I'll take it. Uh, porn. I think that porn is its use. Porn, we know, has been around since the beginning of time. Like, right, our ancestors carved, you know, images in caves of them, you know, having sex and all that stuff. Like, porn is a titillating. It's art. It can be a great source of arousal. I love when partners watch together. It can be great. But I but the problem with porn is that porn is so ubiquitous, and since porn became readily available in our pockets 15, 17 years ago, um, the problem is that a lot of people grew up learning that porn is sex and porn without comprehensive sex education which is most of us don't have is a disaster because we think that that's how sex should happen and that's what real sex is and there's literally that's why i thought that i should have an orgasm every time and there's no lube and no one's using protection and none of the positions are actually feel great to women so porn is made traditional Porn that you see when you Google porn or anything is made by men for men by the male gaze to turn men on. Much like I don't know if you've talked, seen um, the yes. Idol, the show, the Idol. Uh, if you've seen that, it's like that to me is like what porn is from the male gaze. I don't think that any woman thinks that that's hot, really, truly. And so that's the problem porn. So, that, but ask away. Well, I can clarify you can that. Ask your question first.
1: though I thought the Idol actually was. I don't think any but any that is so fascinating you think guys find that hot I agree I completely didn't one bit oh that's that just was I that hold on that kind of just stung me
0: yeah yeah because I feel like so many couples. well not so actually not so many couples some couples try to use porn to turn them on but I've I've personally never thought male and female porn is hot and I've tried to watch it with my previous partners and I'm like this doesn't do it for me and then I'm like Am I the problem? But my partner's turned on, then I feel bad not watching it. But I'm like, this isn't doing it for me,
2: right? Exactly. So you got to find porn that. Well, first off, did you guys think that? What did you guys think of the idol? Real quickly, did you like it? Did you think it was I didn't hot watch it. or kind of hot? I, I thought well, I did. I did not it. think I okay, thought that it.
1: Lily did a good job. And I, I understand what the weekend was saying he, that this is the exact character he's trying to play. I found it creepy. I didn't find any of it hot. I was like, yeah, I, I thought I would, but I didn't
0: at all.
2: Got it. Okay, now I need to watch yeah. it. Just curious. Anyway, I've been obsessed. I've been obsessed with it lately. No, but watch it just to see <laughs> what's not. Doing Wait, about. I heard not to, like not talk hot. about. That. I know
0: that it so, was one of the worst sex scenes for yeah. people to watch from GQ magazine.
2: I, I was like, it oh, was. Awkward. Yeah, I read I, that. I'm going to watch it when I get home today. It was so uncomfortable. Just okay, but but porn. You're right, and that's why there are sites like Belessa or. Quinn, which is audio porn. Like there are places that you can find porn that is more made for women by women. From the female gaze, you see body parts that are, you see body types that are more reflected of a real woman's, all different types of women's bodies. You see foreplay, you see more oral sex, you see more toys being used. So it would make sense that the porn that you watch with your partner isn't hot. And this is why sex has been so confusing for women for so long, because most of sex is based on penetrative sex, which we just covered is not the most satisfying for women. All the sex that we see is also based on men's preference. This is not bashing men at all. I'm just saying in general, that's just how the system's been set up. Like a lot of things in our lives, medications are only studied on men. The health system is focused around men. You know, we get that. But what I'm saying is when we're all trying to better sex and men don't want this either, believe me. If you talk to a self-evolved man, all he wants yeah. to do is give his partner an orgasm that he loves. All he wants to do is a her, but yet society is built in this way where what he's served up is this porn that's based on penetration. So it would make sense that you're not turned on by that stuff. So we have to all find things. And in my book, Smart Sex, I give a lot of tools for women finding their arousal style digging deep and finding what their core erotic desires are, what really truly turns them on. Even if you start with like a kernel of a nugget of something that genuinely deeply moved you and turned you on, that can, that nugget, that seed can blossom into a whole more complete understanding of who you are as a sexual being. And, and that's the, that's the work. And that's the process I'd love most women to go through, you know, to feel more aroused because men get to do that, but women have not been given as many as much So, time porn
1: for like a fairy tale land is not is not conducive to life. But if you use it as an educational component or something like that, then you're for
2: it. Like, educational, I wouldn't even say educational I, because it's not really like it's some things about it are sex, but I, I don't think educational, maybe what's more for titillation, more like maybe you'll find scenes in there that are trying, like maybe you really want your partner to do a certain move. Or maybe you really love oral sex and you found a great scene of oral sex. Or maybe you're into bondage and you're like, I love the way this person's being tied up, babe. Can you tie me up in that way? Like, maybe that's educational. But strictly educational is how sex goes down, play to, play by play, no. So porn's fun Experimental. Yeah, like maybe watch it experimental picking up a few things here and there maybe it really does turn you on but you got to do some searching to find and sometimes on those porn sites if you don't want to like if you don't find like valessa or other sites hot you might search for like popular with women you know and then see okay, if you so can find something there
0: i think a lot of people they always want to know like how can i spice up my sex life and i feel like the first thing that they say is babe we should watch porn that's definitely going to do it and since that isn't something that they should maybe start with or ever do what are some ways that people can spice up their sex life because that is definitely one of the number one things the number one questions that alex and i get on the podcast and her and i are like
2: we're not really sure so we'd love to know yeah no that's great that is a top question i get asked oh i mean that honestly you guys already covered it the number one thing you can do to spice up your relationship is to talk about it first because then you're going to find out what's working what's not what's our turn-ons I have this free downloadable guide on my website called the yes, no, maybe list. And it's like been downloaded hundreds of thousands of times because what it is, it lists like a hundred sex acts and on it has every sex act. Like things from like kissing to dirty talk, to spanking, to things that you might not even know what they are but you have a list that's interactive. Is it a yes? Is it a no? Is it a maybe? And then you get to take that with your partner you today take it and then you take it and then you circle back. You're like, what are our yeses? What are our maybes? You know, what are we, what's off the table? What's on the table? So that's a great way to spice it up. Finding some things that are really, really hot. Talking about the most memorable times you've had sex together is hot too, because then you can find like, what was it in those moments that made it so hot for us and how can we do more of that? So I think that some ways, but if you want concrete, I don't think it's porn. I think it's um, it's trying new things, going on vacation, getting outside of the same room that you always have sex in. Toys can be hot. Lube can be hot. I think lube is a necessity actually for every sexual situation. Um, I'm a huge lube pusher. Uh, yeah. So those are some of the that. ways
1: communication. I mean, yeah. I think, I think people think it's awkward, but I think if they can do it, then you just opened up a whole new world.
0: Yeah. Especially if you've never communicated, exactly. think mm-hmm. about what you're going to start doing once you speak about it in your relationship. Yeah.
1: Um, exactly. okay. Dr. Emily, thank you. So this was just I mean, I I feel so excited about all the new tools I have.
0: Yes, <laughs> and b- before we go, we definitely want you to make sure we, you have time to quick, like if you want to plug your new book that's out now, where we can people can find you, like where yeah, do talk- they download the check sheet? Yeah, like talk about it all because your resources are yeah. fabulous.
2: Okay, I'm so glad you are having you had me on and you found them useful. So thank you. So my podcast is Sex with Emily. I release it twice a week on all podcast platforms. I my website is sexwithemily.com. You can find the yes no maybe list and literally like hundreds of articles. We list new two new three, I don't know maybe three to five blog posts a week. Um, my new book is called Smart Sex: How to Boost Your Sex IQ, Own Your Pleasure. Wherever you buy books, you can buy this book. Read it with your partner. It's for single people. It's for people in relationships. And that's the thing about my podcast is that it's really for anyone, no matter where you're at. It's all ages, all genders, men and women listen to my podcast. So and all social media. Oh, I Sex love with that. Emily.
0: Wonderful. TikTok, I love how Instagram. you have like a platform yeah. for everyone, a reader, someone who likes listening to podcasts, like the whole shebang.
2: It's true. I, I mean, sometimes they don't even know I have podcast, which is where I started 18 years ago, but people like they I love, they love my Instagram. I'm like, great. However, I can get people to prioritize their sex life in a healthy love way. I'm, I'm down. Well, how you how helped
1: so me? many people today. So thank you so much, Dr. Emily. This was wonderful. Yes. Thank you.
2: Thank you for having Thank me. You. I so appreciate it. You too. It. Bye. Have a great day. All right, A.V., do
1: what you do best. Like, comment, subscribe, follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. Leave us a five-star review. And, oh, subscribe to the YouTube channel.
0: Yeah, watch us. Oh, it's too late now, but watch this episode on YouTube because she uses her hands to show, like, a lot of um, different orgasm movements. Oh, we never got the vulva puppet. Oh, yeah. I might buy my own. Yeah, I think that's good. All right. Love you guys. Bye.